accept the fact that the beauty of my life is this montage or this patchwork and I try to live into every stage as fully as I can that I'm going to be more at peace. When I talk to many women about career advice, obviously we land up talking about work-life balance. And when we talk about work-life balance, usually the responsibility of life part of it, which is taking care of the family, taking care of the home falls majorly on women, which also is the case with Karen and was the case with Karen. While taking care of her career, she also had to take care of her family. And she believed that it was her right to create the balance between these responsibilities, create the balance between sharing these responsibilities in her marriage. And she worked it out step by step with her husband and created space for growing her career. Her career being a nonprofit and philanthropist has benefited not just her, but so many other thousands and millions of people. So it's worth listening to, it's worth learning from. Let's do it. I know that you are on seven. Obviously you have your main job, which is New England International Donors. Then you have, you are on seven different boards. Oh, I hope not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes not so well. Um, I, at different stages of my life, in terms of my own work, which often has been unpaid volunteer work, but I've been privileged enough that I didn't need to be the source of income for my family. And that's really an important distinctive. A lot of women don't have that flexibility. Um, but because I had that flexibility, I usually chose pursuits that were harmonious with the stage of development of my children or my other family responsibilities. So when I got out of college, I worked in nonprofits and I went to graduate school, but when we started adopting our children, I did part-time things. I taught Spanish at their Montessori school, or I taught the spirituality of teaching to the teachers at their Montessori school, or I took every course I could think of in the field of learning disabilities because they were at a school for learning disabilities. And so I just, I tried to do what was harmonious rather than in conflict with the stage of life. And then once my youngest two got to be about 10, I realized I had this burning passion to do something about global poverty and international philanthropy. And then I started really focusing more of my energy outside the family, but still weaving them in, you know, because it's, it's part of our life. That's story. a very key advice. That's that's really a good advice, which is, you know, many times it is so when women have small children, it is very difficult for them to uh, focus on something else because it takes a lot of energy. Right. And right. at the same time, they have this huge 
hole within them, which is I need to do something. Yes. I need to do something. If I don't brain open and active and creative, I have to. Simplest thing like adult interaction. Right. Right. I mean, I did. I I created Sunday school curriculum. I um, I was just always trying to create something that related to whatever stage they were at, so that it made it an intellectual pursuit and not just not just a caretaking pursuit. Because I'm wired as a thinker. Yes, you are. So yes. You so you have to you know you have to acknowledge how you're wired, what it is that feeds you. So ideas feed you. Before I let you go. I have a last question, which is, you know, we talked about lots of positive things. I want to talk about, you have had, you know, when I look at your career, I see, I see a dream career. I see things like, oh my God, I would love to be that. I would love to do things like this. I'm sure you had big obstacles while doing it. When you, what, what was the biggest obstacle that you faced and what did you do about such a good and hard personal question. <laughs> I have to say, I did not, as a woman, face nearly as many obstacles, I think, as other women may have faced because, as I said before, I had a fairly privileged childhood, middle class, uh, childhood in the Midwest. I went to a girls' boarding school. I went to a women's college. So I never confronted like, challenges because of my gender during my education. When my husband and I married, which was very young, we didn't have a lot of resources, but we were okay. I think the challenges for me came in my marriage later on, where I had voluntarily taken a more traditional role of being the person who would care for four young children. First of all, just deciding to adopt four children meant to me that I was not going to pursue a paid career path. I knew I had to make a choice. I could not do both well. If I was going to invest myself in the lives of these four kids, that was a choice. But I focused on that for about 12 to 15 years. And then feeling like I had the right in my marriage to say, I need to do something else beyond my immediate family. I need to be out in the world. I have passions. I have. Um, problems that keep me up at night, I have to play a role. And then restructuring my marriage so that I could do that, and then getting respect for doing that has been my challenge. And how did you overcome it? <laughs> <laughs> Only if you want to share, because you know, because yes. somewhere or the other, all women face this problem right. in different forms. Right, I, I think it's universal. Um, I happen to be listening on tape right now to Melinda Gates' phenomenal book called Moment of Lift, which I recommend to everyone, not just women. It's incredible. But she talks about her own growth in her marriage and having to find her own voice, both at Microsoft, where she worked for a dozen years, and with Bill, her husband, to claim her own space as a leader and to actually even write the annual letters from the Gates Foundation alongside Bill, right, and to chart the priorities. So I, I could relate to that because I happen to be married to a man who's also very driven. Some would call him an alpha male. And as you know, I tend to be a little more 
sort of relational and um, I, I, I'm not the dominant figure, but I had to push and push and push, really, to say, it's my turn. I, you know, you've done amazing things in the world and that has been wonderful for our family and benefited us all, but there are things that I need to do myself and I need to have create a support system so that I can walk out the door and I can focus on those other things. And I want you to acknowledge it and respect it. And so we've gotten there. I, I will say, it's taken some counseling, it's taken a lot of push and pulling, it's taken Jim being first, sometimes yeah. referring to me. Um, it's a process. It's a process, but I, I feel I've gotten there. And you always want to be supported by the person that you love the most in the world, right? And it helps them, too, once they can right, see a little more broadly. It's like creating balance of, you know, men and women being equal partners. Mm -hmm. actually works well for men, too. Yeah, it helps They them. can do the fun things of life also, right. you know, being more, giving more attention to children, being Absolutely. at home, and then they just don't have to focus on the outside stuff and get exhausted with exactly. it. Exactly. And proving themselves yeah. in the outside world all the time. They, to assume some of the more nurturing roles and responsibilities, the day-to-day -day responsibilities, which take up so much of women's lives, uh, is enriching to them too. Yeah. So it creates but, real balance. It gives them a quilt also. They can enjoy oh, the quilt too. I love that! We <laughs> can be under the quilt together. <laughs> Yeah.